peace be with you. We celebrate that God seasons us with blessings and that we find our purpose and our meaning in life by knowing Christ Jesus. So today we worship and we pray in thanksgiving for the amazing gifts Jesus gives us and we pray that we may be seasoned with the salt of his grace and favor. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Praise the Lord for the Lord is good. His name endures forever. All creatures look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke, I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We confess our sins to God our Father. Good Father, we need you. We need to put you above all else. O loving Lord, inspire us with your goodness, that we may be guided by your love. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And having received the forgiveness of Christ, hear these words. The peace of the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Season us with the salt of your wisdom and love. Today, let us hear your word of promise and hope. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate the seasoning of God in our lives, we turn to the epistle of St. James, chapter 5, beginning at verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. 
Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. Our Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter, beginning at verse 38. Teacher, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Oh, do not stop him, Jesus said, for no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them if a large millstone were hung around their neck and they were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, 
pluck it out. It's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where the worms that eat them do not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with each other. This is the gospel of the Lord and praise to you, O Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you maybe know how to cook something in the kitchen without even looking at a recipe? You've cooked it so many times. You know exactly what goes into it. You know it by feel. You know how it's supposed to taste. Maybe it's a dish where some salt is absolutely essential. The salt is the thing that sharpens all the other flavors. The salt just pulls it all together. Well, Jesus wanted his disciples to know that God sees that our lives need one essential ingredient that pulls everything together. This one ingredient sharpens and brings out all the flavors in your life. And Jesus calls it salt. 2,000 years ago, salt did not just make things taste good. It was essential to purify and preserve food. Salt had a healing property. There was something sacred and rever reverential about salt. As Jesus talks about salt, the presence of God is what he has in mind. To believe that God is creating and shaping your life giving meaning to even the smallest of things. Jesus wants us to take this to heart, to believe that, in a sense, God is in the kitchen and he is cooking with fire and with salt, and he is making something good, something that is meaningful, something that is to be savored and remembered and treasured. Okay, well, in ancient Israel, salt was not just used in the kitchen. 
Salt was used in all the offerings at the altar of worship. Burnt offerings sent up to God on the fire were all to be seasoned with salt. In teaching his disciples, Jesus had started to talk about his own life and his own death as a kind of sacrifice that would be offered up to God in a kind of sacred ritual on a sort of cosmic altar. And Jesus was going to be like the great high priest who makes a final and definitive sacrifice salted with fire. His sacrifice, Jesus' sacrifice, changes everything, saving the world for the love of our God in heaven. And Jesus wanted his disciples to know that his sacrifice would be the salt that sharpens and refines everything about the lives that they were going to then live. To all of us who would ever come and sit on a grassy hillside like they did when Jesus gave his Sermon on the Mount, those who would come like us to listen to him, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. To carry him in our hearts by faith, we are given the salt that seasons every small thing with meaning and purpose. The smallest act of compassion, any effort we make toward trying to make something good happen. This is the salt that Jesus wants his disciples to be in the world. So, if you and I bring salt to any situation, it unites us with anyone else who shows up carrying a little bit of salt in their pocket. Jesus says that as we hope and move towards what is good and true and pure, the world we live in needs every grain of this salt. Jesus really wanted to share this with his disciples. When he heard them come to him one day, and they said, Teacher, we saw a man, and he was driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop, because he was not one of us. Well, in this, Jesus hears his disciples building a fence of division. It's us versus them in their minds. They see the world as two teams with two different colored jerseys. And Jesus knows 
that we will always be tempted by this kind of oppositional thinking. But Jesus sees the bigger picture. He sees that there are not just villains with black hats and there are not just good guys with white hats. Jesus knows that we all are going to need to bring a lot more compassion and understanding to the subtleties of the real world that we live in. There's a lot of gray area. There's a lot of in-between area. God has the absolutes of good and bad, but in between there's a lot that's squishy. So Jesus says, trust God. Trust God to sort it all out. If anyone, Jesus says, has a little salt to share, well, welcome it. Jesus was getting his disciples ready to believe that they could shape and mold the world by their own efforts. Soon they would be choosing what to strive for. Very soon they would choose where to throw their salt. They would choose what emotions that they would share with other people. They would choose what prayers to lift to God and what to hope for. Thirty years later, when the Apostle James writes his letter, he is confident that the salt Jesus has given really does sharpen and refine everything. It's been working. James is celebrating how the patience and perseverance we have by faith in our God can influence even just a very simple conversation. And James believes we have been seasoned with salt by Jesus, the Son of the living God, and it means profound things even when they are simple like that you can be honest and authentic. And he says, let your yes be yes and your no, no. You've been seasoned with salt by the making of Jesus. Just let it be what it is. James believes that the prayers of a person who has been made righteous in the salt sacrifice of Jesus those prayers are powerful and effective. James is saying, believe that the salt of God's love and care can change anything, and it can change everything. Okay, so, well, how do you feel about the kitchen in your house? What I really like about the kitchen is that it's kind of the only room in the house where it's okay to make a mess of things. 
In the act of creating something good, maybe you even have to make a mess. Even if you are making something simple. Or if you are making something that you have cooked hundreds of times, well, who knows what might happen? Something unexpected, there are going to be spills for sure, miscalculations. And not always, but most of the time, right? There's a way to make it all work, to make it into something good. A little fire, some salt, and it's going to be something good. Okay, well, so Jesus wants us to think about and believe that God's goodness is within reach in such a way in the whole of our lives, no matter what. Maybe you have just made a mess of things. Maybe now, given what you have, you have no idea what the recipe is. But let the salt of Jesus' sacrifice season the pot, and it's going to be good. His salt can purify anything. It can preserve things. It can sharpen and refine everything with purpose and meaning. It can make things holy and sacred. So we welcome his living spirit and we call out to him for his salt. Who knows? You might start out with some old familiar recipe and with the salt of his living spirit, a little dash of compassion, a little smidge of love, some patience, some perseverance, and you're going to be tasting something that is the very goodness of God himself. He with the salt of his love and compassion is making things sacred and eternal. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and loving Father in heaven, we thank you, we praise you, and we worship you for Jesus' sacrifice and his triumphant victory that seasons our lives with your loving goodness. Bless us with faith and hope, patience and perseverance. Show us how you treasure the smallest act of love and kindness. Bless us today and forever, in the living spirit of Jesus. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. 
He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. You could make your offering by sending it to our church by mail. I thank you and bless you. Together we pray, Gracious Father, you showed your love in creating us in your own image. We thank you for the good things we have in our lives. Enable us to count and treasure our blessings. And loving Lord, we each need you to walk with us through the challenges and broken parts of our lives. Bless us, console us, support us, renew and recreate us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Grant us your grace to make our families and relationships sanctuaries of love and forgiveness, that in them we may celebrate your blessing. Be with your church that we may be the faithful family in which your people are united with you. Inspire all of us to faithful living and good choices that honor you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Lord, rest your blessing on those who lead us, that people may enjoy freedom and justice and peace. Protect the weakest among us and raise up the paths of virtue and holiness of life. Guide and defend those who protect us here and throughout the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And God of love, grant healing and peace to all who are ailing in body or mind. According to your gracious will, Bind up the wounded, give hope to the despairing, comfort to the grieving, and peace to the dying. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of glory, you have given us so much. Inspire us to use your gifts for the care of those around us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, as you welcomed children long ago, help us to welcome children by acts of kindness, helping them to bear the fruit of a growing life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Ever gracious Lord, teach us to trust in your mercy 
and to have confidence in your goodwill for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our hearts. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Good Father, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Bless us, Lord, with your living and Holy Spirit, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.